What is up, everybody? This is Ryan back with you again for part three. I've never done a, I've never done a, a four part episode before, but hell, why not? Why don't I run with it, man? So the, going through two more of Robert Cialdini's principles and how they apply in real life sales situations. And I got two more for you today. We're going through the forbidden principle, the forbidden principle. And then we're going through how to stay true to our word in terms of identity. And, and these are Similar words, a little bit different than how he describes them exactly, but this is my interpretation of them. So the guy did 30 years of research on it, so much gold. But then as I look around, I see these mental shortcuts happening all the time. So I had to share this with you. What's up, everybody? This is Ryan Staley, and you are listening to the Sales and Marketing Built Freedom Podcast, where we share with you the underground ninja skills and tactics the top sales and marketing leaders are using to create financial and lifestyle freedom. And the question that everybody is asking is, how do I create financial and lifestyle freedom for me? That is the question and this show is the answer. What is up everybody? This is Ryan Staley here with the Sales and Marketing Build Freedom Show. Pump, pump, pump. Going through part three of the Influence and Persuasion series. Love the I love the sound of that. So today we are going over the forbidden principle, and everybody could relate to this. I am sure it's kind of like the forbidden principle. It's it's one of those situations. The the Romeo and Juliet. You know, people want what they can't have. They hate losing an opportunity. And an example of it is, and this is super simple, but forbidden principle is like that that guy or that gal that you. Absolutely, we're infatuated with in high school or maybe eighth grade, grammar school, younger. Heck, you could even be in college. You could even be after college. And when you started dating them, you're like, this is it. This is all it is, right? Because you were, you were chasing them or you couldn't have that. Now, granted, there's the other, other part of it where those are the people that you married. So I'm not nagging on that, but it's, it's like the same thing where you, you lusted after a material possession as well. Might have been a car, might have been like a, a Tesla or, a Lamborghini or something very high end. And then you got it. And then after two weeks, you're like, Oh, that's it. It was because of the forbidden principle. You wanted what you couldn't have at the time. And an example of this that works really good with closing customers is it's, it's a lot of times hard. And I I mentioned scarcity on the last episode, but at the same time, it's hard for people to come to terms with. They can't have something, especially if they're on B2B and they're a buyer side, and a lot of folks have the attitude of like, oh, well, you want our money, so you will find a way to make it happen. However, one of the things that people expect, especially when you're selling higher ticket items or higher ticket enterprise software, platform as a service, something along those lines is they want speed. Speed is really important. And so one of the things we used to do that worked awesome is, is what I would call a reverse close. And it's ingrained with a forbidden principle. And you want to write this down. So take out a pen and paper, write this down. You can apply this like today and this will probably cut months off your sales cycle. Okay. That's, that's how awesome it is. That's how simple it is. So right, you're going to want to write this down. So what we would do with the forbidden principle is how we would, we would leverage this is not that they absolutely couldn't have it. They just couldn't have it right now. Um, so what I mean by that is, an example is they, we, we get towards the end of the sales process and this is someone you've built a relationship with. You got alignment. 
people are on board with your solution and you get in that kind of murky middle phase. And the, the murky middle phase is when people are, they, they basically gave you the verbal or they said, yeah, we definitely want to do this. Um, however, there's like that three or four month lag that sometimes happens with really large deals when it comes to putting it across the line. And I'm talking about, um, I'm talking about contracts. I'm talking about implementation meetings. I'm talking about all these other things that could potentially slow it down if you don't manage that back end piece right, the right way. And this is something that I help companies with as well, because like if you could knock months off a sales cycle, you could do it faster. You could, you can get two to three times as much revenue with the same staff, same resources. Uh, and so it becomes a, a, just a force multiplier. So in this situation, what we would do is we would really, we would come to them and we would say, okay, um, they're like, okay, well, we want to do this and we want to go ahead. However, you know, we got all these other meetings and do all this other stuff and blah, 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 blah. So the forbidden principle is like, we could say, well, we're starting to have, and this is true. We're starting to have, because of all the success we've had with our program with bringing on new customers, we brought on X customer or X amount of users or whatever, right? You could, you could position it any way, shape or form. Uh, we brought in X amount of people or X customers, or we just signed X amount of customers. And so the resources to implement what you're talking about, they're still there. However, if we don't get this wrapped up in a time frame soon, you're going to have to wait a couple months to implement. Now, now think about that. Just think about that from a buyer side. What do they hear all day? That buyer hears all day. You know, the rep basically like humping their leg, pushing them like, okay, you got to get this done. You got to get this done. You got to get this done. And so it's more of the the vein of like, hey, we have so much demand that we could work on whatever time frame you want. Uh, however, like because of the queue of people that we have lined up to do business with us, if we don't get this wrapped up soon, you're going to go to the back of the line and you're going to have to wait months to do this. Uh, and it could be three months, it could be four months, whatever. And a lot of people respond to that because they think they have access to vendors whenever they want. However, if it gets pushed out and they want to do it now, then you're essentially taking that option away from them. So it's forbidden for them. Okay. So that's one example. Another one is based around identity. Okay. So there was a, there was a psychologist and you're going to want to write this one too down. This one's, this one's a little simpler, but it's super, super cool. And so this one is about a psychologist named Tom Moriarty. Okay, so basically what he did is he did a study around just the human behavior and looking at what people are doing. And one of the things that was identified was that there was, you know, like, and this is, I love this example, but when you're sitting on the beach, you know, there's all these different people on the beach and everybody has stuff um, sometimes their wallet, sometimes their cell phone, other valuables that are on the beach. And what happens is you'll see people go into the water, they'll do other things, and there's a lot of people around. And what happens is sometimes people will come and they will steal stuff from your bag. Now, this hasn't happened to me personally. I've seen it happen to other people. Uh, and it obviously depends on where you're at, but this this happens, right? And so he did a study and he found through observation that only if, if basically nothing happens, only 20% of people will, will stop and get up and do something if they see, see something stolen from their neighbor's bag or stolen from their neighbor's towel. 20%. So one out of five. Pretty low number, right? 
Hello, and I appreciate you listening to the show today. I love my listeners, and I love helping my customers. One of the things that I've been able to do with some of the customers that I've been working with is, for example, a $6 million SaaS company, help them implement a seven-figure sales system in which they got a one-and-a-half-month ROI on the entire engagement fee that I offered them by one person spending 25% of their time. And this person wasn't even in sales. So these are core principles that help me scale from zero to $30 million in annual recurring revenue with only four people. In addition, another client that I'm working with was able to 10x their licensing fee, their SaaS licensing fee, and they are really, really just on the early side of starting. So if you're interested in learning more, apply through www dot scalerevenue.io forward slash apply www.scalerevenue.io forward slash apply look forward to seeing your application if you are interested and qualify you'll receive a follow-up note and we can jump on the phone and identify what the opportunity is exactly for you and your organization the other thing that he saw is there so that was the control and then the other example is if you say okay well uh, we're just going to go up over here. Will you watch my stuff for me? And because and how many people have had that? Raise your hand if you're in your car. Raise your hand if you're working out. I mean, I've had that so many times. Well, can you just watch my stuff while I go? This? Complete stranger, right? Or they, they might be taking care of their kid. They might be going to the bathroom, whatever. Can you just watch my stuff real quick while I go? Would you mind keeping an eye on? People have even asked me that for their kids. And I'm trustworthy, but I don't know if I'm that trustworthy, right? But they, can you keep an eye on my kids while I do this? So, what happens is, what do you think the percentage is of people that, if someone steals something off your bag, if you were asked to watch their stuff, what do you think, what percentage of people do you think would, would do something about it? Now, remember, the control is 20%. Do you think it's 30%, 40%, 50%, 60%, 70%? Well, it actually comes out that 95% will get up and do something about it. And not only will they do something about it, but it got to the point where so many people were like vigilant about it that, that, that of those 95%. So they felt like a moral responsibility and they would like tackle the people or put them in a headlock or um, trip them. I mean, they would do all sorts of stuff to get that. And you're probably thinking like, Ryan, how does this apply to sales? Well, basically... One of the, the, in terms of human psychology, the core, one of the core natures of us, like I, I think reciprocity is huge with community, right? Well, the other is identity, to be true to your word and to do what you say you're going to do. Uh, and so if you make that commitment, then basically people felt obligated to follow through with that commitment. And so one of the ways that, that you could position this and there's multiple ways, but I love this example. Love, love, love this. And you're going to want to write this down. But for two ways. One is social proof, which we're going to talk about coming up as another principle in the next episode. So you won't want to miss that. Um, but the other is for referrals. And so with that, if you're in the sales process right before, let's say you're towards the end of the sales process and you're going to close someone, right? You know, it's looking, it's heading in the right direction. And, you know, a lot of times you will do favors or help people out for that. So once again, you do a favor like reciprocity for them on something. It could be a contract term. It could be something um, special like helping them out with, with writing an executive summary where they're like, thank you so much. 
And then you, then that's when you preframe what we're talking about. What I mean by preframe is you you put the seed in their mind of like, hey, no problem. But John, Judy, when we get this done, um, I really need your help with two things. Can you help me out with two things? And they'll probably be like, well, sure. Depends what they are. But yeah, sure. Some people say, yeah, definitely. What, what do you need help with? Well, one, you know, will you do a testimonial as soon as we get this signed? And, and so I could leverage this to help other people like you so they're aware of the impact that we have. So that's the first one. And they're like, yeah, sure, definitely. No problem, right? And number two is like at the same time, after we implement, um, can we? Can I get three referrals from you, from people? And I'll look in your network and and check them out. But can I get three referrals from you? And then you you do that, so people will be like, yeah, yeah, definitely, because they're in a happy state. You just executed. Now, granted, if if you do absolutely horrible and the implementation's an abomination, you're probably not. Get, they're not going to follow through with that. But let's make the assumption that you execute like you say you're going to do, right? Which is staying true to your word. So what what they've done is they've pre-committed, and so when that happens, you go back to them and be like, "Hey, like we talked about, you mentioned you do a quick testimonial for me. Can I get that for me real quick?" Sure, knock it out right after you implement. Hey, John, you mentioned that you would give me three referrals. Um, here's here's people that I noticed that you're connected to. Can I leverage these? Um, reach out. You don't even need to do anything. I'll just copy on the email. That make it super easy on you. Are you okay with that? Kind of like what you you committed to earlier. And they'll be like, yeah. So it's a beautiful, beautiful way to start getting people to pre-commit to other things. Now, besides just referrals, besides just, and by the way, this is what I help companies implement, full-scale solutions. So they create like a referral machine where people could double and triple their their business. So if that's something you need, feel free to, to ping me or direct message me or email me. However, another beautiful thing is for expansion, which is something else I help people with. You could see like, hey, if we get this done and the implementation goes good, will you connect me to, um, or will we? can we start talking about the next phase of this solution? Because we got phase A, phase B, and phase C, right? That's a, if you're expanding. Um, are you okay with that? You commit to, me, to helping me with that. So you've done three things, right? Maybe, maybe you teed up three, all three. He's just like, hey, I need your help with three things. One is, you know, do a testimony two, Couple of referrals and three, you know, we, we map out the plan for phase two and phase three, or we start to move forward with phase two and phase three. So do, do you see how this, how, how wonderful and beautiful these persuasion and influence elements are? I mean, they could be game changing. And if you start to do this consistently and just have the foresight to do it, amazing things will happen where you'll get out of the push, push, push method to get deals done and it becomes more of a pull. And I mean, I'm telling you, if you get referrals on autopilot, if you get upsells and expansion on autopilot and you get testimonials on autopilot, game over. Game over. So anyways, I hope this is helpful for you today. Like I said, we are going to go over some other principles in the next one, which are equally as awesome as the first six that I went through. So hope you're enjoying this series. Let me know if you are shared on social. Give me a rating and review. I would love, love, love you for that and might even feature you on the show or give you a shout out. So let me know and look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thank you for spending the time with me today. I know that time is one of the most valuable resources. So I truly honor and appreciate you coming along this journey with me. 
One of the things that I want to ask you is if you really truly enjoyed this and know someone that this can make an impact on, please share this episode with them. If you're on a journey for financial and lifestyle freedom, it is always exponentially better if we're building a tribe with like-minded people who are on the same journey. In addition, I have an amazing PDF for you that could be career changing in terms of the content. Essentially what it is are the top 10 questions that every big customer is asking behind closed doors that no one is telling you about. I'll put a link for it in the show notes. So check it out. It's my free gift for you for being a part of this launch and being a part of this journey with me. And I hope to see you soon.